thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 34. Why didst thou promise such a beauteous day, and make me travel forth without my cloak? To let base clouds o'ertake me in my way, hiding thy bravery in their rotten smoke. Tis not enough that through through the cloud thou break to dry the rain on my storm-beaten face, for no man well of such salve can speak that heals the wound and cures not the disgrace. Nor can thy shame give physic to, to my grief, though thou repent, yet I still, yet I have still the loss. The offender's sorrow lends but weak relief to him that bears the strong offence's cross. Ah. But those tears are pearl with which thy love sheds, and they are rich and ransom all ill deeds. That was Sonnet 34, and I stumbled like 18 billion times. I do apologise. This is Shakespeare's Sonnets. That was Sonnet 34 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I'm going to say Shakespeare's Sonnets a lot in this intro. Uh, We are doing a Shakespeare's Sonnets podcast, and on this Shakespeare's Sonnets podcast, I am joined by the wonderful... Thierry Healus. Excellent. Who is joining me on the Shakespeare Sonnets podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that that was quite a horrible one. I, I don't know. At the moment, I'm confused as to whether I'm finding these this sort of run of sonnets hard to read because they're hard to read or because I'm just sleepy. I can't quite figure it out. This this one does have quite a few nasty lines in it. I, I think at the moment, my head seems to be having trouble with though and through. Uh, it seems to be having a big problem. Whenever I come across it, my brain's going, hang on, which one is it? And I don't know why, because I've never had that problem before. He, he does... I mean, he, he, well, he even has lines like, though thou repent, which would... Conf- well, probably is going to confuse me when I'm going to read it later. Yeah. It, but they, they, don't, they don't flow very easily. No, yeah, this run... That, I think that's it. this run is very much... Uh, I remember I, I once had a pro- poetry <laughs> professor um, who hated you um changing the rhythm of a line or or or, uh, changing the order of a sentence just to force a rhyme so moving words around in a sentence uh just to make the the last word on a line make a rhyme and it seems that shakespeare's been doing that a fair bit in these these sonnets and and they don't work the way your brain's expecting the sentence structure your brain expects isn't what's actually written there and i think that's what's causing the problem or i haven't had enough coffee why not (laughs) Drink more coffee, Mark. Oh well, I've got a big mug of it in front of me, but it's, <laughs> it's got ice cubes in it, and and it a clank if I drink it. So I'm being very careful. There we go. That's another mouthful. That'll wake me up. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think of this one? What 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 is your overall feelings from this one? I, I sort of get that. Well, not exactly the same feeling as the sonnet before this, but it's it, I, it's not a happy sonnet for me. <laughs> You're on a run of sad sonnets. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. Maybe I'm depressed today. <laughs> I need to take happy pills. <laughs> happy pills. <laughs> happy pills for me are smarties. In fact they're not anymore. Yeah. They're not because smarties remove the artificial colouring and flavouring from it. Which who would have thought it was actually the taste I liked with smarties? <laughs> And it really annoys me. I want them to bring Oh, in... that's, that's fantastic. It's really annoying because 
I, surely it should be my choice whether I have artificial colours and flavourings, so they should just have two brands of Smarties. With a big label. I don't care if it's got a big label saying, warning, might give you cancer, artificial colours and flavourings. That's what I want. Put them behind the counter with the cigarettes. I don't care. Those are the Smarties <laughs> I want. Yeah, I, I want a packet of uh, Marlboro Lights and uh, some Smarties. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, and you could sell, oh, you could sell the edible paper, and then you could wrap them up in the edible paper. Oh, I'd be great. <laughs> anyway, those are my happy pills. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes. No. I. I. Yeah. This is. I wouldn't say this is a sad poem for me. This is more of a. Uh, he's working out some feelings. I think is very. I mean, the, what he's talking about. There's. Uh, for no man well of this is one of the sentences that is around the wrong way. For no man well of such a self can speak that heals the wound and cures not the disgrace. So no man can speak well which is the way it should be, about a salve, which salve is kind of like a um, goopy, spready, healy medicine thing, I think, um, that that cures the wound but leaves you with the disgrace. So I guess that to me would be like a warrior who's who's meant to be brilliant but somehow got cut by a really low-down idiot. Um, and, and it's the same, uh, nor can thy shame give physic, physic to my grief. P-H-Y-S-I-C, which I'm guessing is like... Which line are you on? Sorry. Uh, I... It must be about seven or eight. Nor can thy shame give... Oh, yeah, yeah. Physic to my grief, which I'm guessing is like <clears throat> physio. We'd say physio now uh, if you're a footballer. Um, because footballers work hard. They deserve their money. Um... <laughs> oh, apparently f- physic means medicine. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, so it, it's all about... Uh, you can cure yourself physically, but not emotionally. So I, I would see this as if it did come on from the last one that he's sad that he's no longer with or can't be with his fair youth all the time. But I guess from your point of view, you're seeing it more that he's feeling upset that he he's now lost this perfect being in his life. I guess that that was more my reading. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. So this doesn't help us. This sonnet hasn't really been helping no, us. No, no, this is just going to make it worse now. <laughs> See, I, I, I do like the end. Ah, but those tears of pearl which thy love sheds. So it suggests that... Oh, is it... Thy love, is that his love meaning he's crying? Or thy love is in... His loves, as in apostrophe S. Uh, his, his lovers, the fair youth is shedding tears. Oh. Uh, but those tears are pearl which thy love sheds. That's that's a good question. Yeah, and they are rich and ransom all ill deeds. It, I, I I would have, I don't know. Just that first, your love for me. It's ambiguous. Damn Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though thou repent, yet I have still the loss. So that doesn't help either of us either. Although the repent bit kind of suggests that the fair youth has done something wrong. Does that does that read through? That yeah, but that's what uh, that's goes with the sonnet I said before. It so does. Something happened between the two because in the pre- previous sonnet he he didn't accuse the youth, but he just basically went, uh, "Well, the, the way I read it, you're, you're not the perfect being I thought you were." Ooh. So if if he now repents, then yeah. But maybe Shakespeare did... still feels the loss of his his perfect 
being. Yeah. It, well, you would if you if you are in love and you well you fall out of love for whatever reason, or the other person does something that hurts you. You have that sort of ambiguous feeling. Yeah. So it, the the equivalent would be if because uh, we've been talking about this sort of unrequited love being a sort of yeah, a, a yeah. equivalent would be whoever that person is stopping talking to you or or sleeping with someone else who you know is bad for yeah, them yeah. and you feel the loss well not even necessarily bad for you just sleeping with someone yeah. else <laughs> because for you that's a sense of betrayal well, for, for, for you it's a bad yeah interesting oh maybe I'm being swung around by your argument here oh no I know I'm winning yeah, I I don't know how I can defend that line with my interpretation. The offender's sorrow lends but weak relief to him that bears the strong offence's cross. See, mine was was just about them being separate and being kept away from each other. But that that it kind of works if he's just done something stupid like steal an apple and now is is has been taken away somewhere. I'm surprised he doesn't mention an apple because all the. Uh... The cross and repenting sort of sounds very uh, churchy and Christian. It does. It, yeah, this one, it doesn't start that way, but goes into quite churchy and religious language towards the end. But then I suppose, I, 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 I again, this is going to betray my, my knowledge of history, but what, how back then I imagine laws were very much bound in biblical morals, I guess. So I the two would have been fairly not... hard to break apart. I guess. Well, uh, when what what was Britain? Would Britain have been Anglican at the time? They would, wouldn't they? Yes. That was any after Henry. Yeah, definitely after Henry VIII. So yeah. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Oh. Like, I, I'm not really seeing the Elizabethan age as a very liberal one. Not not as bad as the Victorian age later, but yeah, it would still have been fairly religious. Uh, a good, I mean, because thinking about the, I, I think a lot of the laws, and the, and this is the issue we have today still, is a lot of the laws we've got are, are based on on morals from the Bible. And and if you ever read the Bible, and if you're Christian, and when I say Christian, I mean in the sense of you write Christian down on the um, census because you feel you're culturally Christian, although you've never actually gone to church or read the Bible. Read the Bible, is is my advice to you. Yeah, it'll scare the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, as morals go, possibly, I don't want to offend anyone who does believe, but maybe not the best moral compass to go with. One one quiz I like giving to, to people I know who are religious, because I have religious friends, is um what... Um, what is the the commandment? What number in the Ten Commandments is "Thou shalt not kill"? Do you know that? Uh, it's fair. Is it like? Wait, the first three are God. Uh, is six or seven? Yeah, it's six. Or, it, it's, it's fairly. It's fairly far down the line as, as far as I. And that's the point. People go. It's the first. It's obviously the first. Thou shalt not kill. And no, it, and no, no. It's, the first is um, you, thou shalt not have any other gods besides me. Is it the first one? Yeah, uh, yeah. I am the Lord thy God, and thou shalt have no other gods before me. Then it's no graven images or likenesses of of me. So you know, all those crosses with Christ on it are actually banned um, in the Bible in the Ten Commandments. And you can't then argue that you know. Jesus' sacrifice meant all the Old Testament laws are um, gone. Because if you do that, then you're allowed to kill. Um, so, 
Yeah. Um, the third one is do not take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, that gets broken quite a lot. Then it's remember the Sabbath day. Then it's rem- honor thy father and mother. So that's more important than then it goes thou shalt not kill. Then commit adultery, steal, bear false witness, and and cover. Well, I mean, if, if if you do read the Bible, murder was rampant in those times. <laughs> well, it was a way they, of setting they, they, differences. They, they slaughtered like it was a hobby. It's it just insane. <laughs> What's your hobby? Well, I do a bit of murdering in my spare time. As, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like beheadings. <laughs> I'm quite partial to the odd skinning or two. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, oh, that would be an amazing conversation to have. <laughs> you, you'd have to be, so I'm we, quite partial to the odd skinning or two. <laughs> the, the reply back to that is, "Oh, you do that in your spare time? I'm hoping you're at work right now, aren't you?" <laughs> While backing away. Um, but yeah, so that that's why bringing it back to the sonnet. Uh, I think that that biblical language is there because I think the two at the time, biblical morals and law, would have been hard to distinguish to separate. But maybe someone can tell us we're wrong. We haven't had anyone write into us for, on any of these sonnets yet. Um, no, no. If you if you do have an opinion, yeah, do do any opinion. Twitter us. Let us know. On the website, there's a contact form on the website, uh, which is inierentertainment.com. See, I could, I'm getting good at this plugging. I I should be, I would love to be on TV. I don't really have the face for TV. <laughs> I should be on radio. No one has the face for TV. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine me yes. on high def? It'd be like some scary, hairy monster entering your living room. Wouldn't be good. You, you and Gogwan hosting a show together. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't stand him. <laughs> He's like the opposite of me. He, he is. Yeah. That's amazing. That would be. I have nothing against him, but yeah, I, c- I can see how you two wouldn't get along. He, he is just the. I, he, I don't know. Maybe we would get along, but he is pretty much the opposite of me, in the sense of everything. In the looks, in the sense of looks, weight, hairstyle, what we hold dear in life, what we think is important about someone's self confidence. Because I really don't feel your self confidence should be rooted in how you look. That's a really fundamentally mm-hmm. bad idea. Because if you do that, by the time your looks start to wane, your self confidence disappears. It's not a good idea. And I don't understand how he can get a TV series basically telling people that their self confidence should be rooted in how they look and what they wear. I well, most of the stuff that's on Channel Four, well, just TV in general, I don't understand how that ever got made. I don't understand how Strictly Come Dancing gets made. So <laughs> that's a really old show. I think that was about in like the the you know old parents, your parents' time back on BBC. It's a really really old BBC show that they redid and got you know a creepy pervert to stand there and shake on TV. And- yeah, I saw one episode. A couple of weeks ago just because i was with friends and it was on and oh my god it just uh, no and dancing. dancing i'm definitely not well I, I i have nothing against ballroom dancing but i don't want b c d celebrities trying to i don't know it just uh, yeah it's just sad yeah it is there's um you won't know it there's uh, i i really like victoria Wood. she's one of my idols she got famous for doing a tv series called acorn antiques which was just a little skit that was in another show and they were only two minutes long and it was a huge piss take of all the kind of soap operas coming out of the north 
And so the background wobbled and things like that. And everyone had atrocious lines. There was one scene where someone forgets to bring this plastic tray. Mrs. Overall forgets to bring her tray, which was meant to have the tea on it. And it cuts to the producers at the back. And the producer's going, she's forgotten her tray. She's forgotten her tray. And then the other producer goes, no, no, it's okay. The, the tray isn't referenced. And she's, she's an actress. She can cope with it. And she walks up to a character without this tray. And the character turns around and goes, oh, Mrs. Overall, is that your new tray? <laughs> and it, it's it's genius but there's every now and then victoria wood in her her more modern thing she does she she throws back to acorn antiques and there was one fairly recently in the past five years where she took the character who played mrs overall and made her appear on strictly come dancing in in this sort of fake tv show and it was really funny because she was this entitled sea level wow. celebrity going but i've got six weeks to learn this routine and the guy going to go no six weeks is the final we're on tv tomorrow night <laughs> it, it's very good i love victoria oh. wood sorry and sonnet 34 <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're coming to the end of this time as well we're doing bad yeah yeah but it's because we can't agree i i, I still feel this isn't about i'm, I'm slowly pushing you towards my view I'll get you there in the end. Yeah, well, if he has done something wrong, which is your your view, I don't think it's something wrong to Shakespeare, I think is where I'm going. I think... Oh, and yeah, yeah, no, I didn't mean that. It, it just something... I, I All I said was something happened between the two that Shakespeare's view of him has changed. It, it doesn't necessarily have been an, a, an actual argument between the two. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that on this sonnet, not the one before. For. I think in the one before it was just about removal from uh, the, you know I, I don't get to spend enough time with you I think this one is very much yes he's done something wrong and, and Shakespeare's worried he's never really going to be uh, he'll never absolved. get that perfect image back yeah, yeah. and I, I, I think in Shakespeare's eyes he will but in the world in general I think Shakespeare's quite concerned about his standing in the world in general I think yeah, I guess a lover can forgive, but the world can't, sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing, although I am being swayed by your point of view a bit. Let's see what the next one holds then. Okay, you can read us out on this one, and I, yeah. I will mute my mic um, so I can take another swig of drink. Sonnet 34. Why didst thou promise such a beauteous day, and to make me travel forth without my cloak, to let base clouds overtake me in my way, hiding thy bravery in their rotten smoke? It's not enough that through the cloud thou break to dry Where did you get to? I can't remember I'm not sure. Oh. Tis not enough that through the cloud It's that line, isn't it? Through the cloud thou break. Tis not enough Tis Tis like, tis the season what to be a, jolly. What a stupid word. <laughs> tis not enough that through the clouds thou break to dry the rain on my storm-beaten face, for no man well of such self can speak that heals the wound and cures not the... Dig- oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to make it through the second stanza, for fuck's sake. <laughs> That heals the wound and cures not the disgrace. Nor can thy shame give physic to my grief. Though thou repents, yet I have still the loss. Good, it's good. Keep going, you can do it. 
I lost the line. <laughs> the offender's sorrow. The offender's... I thought I needed to cuff. <laughs> uh... <laughs> we should just leave. Just leave this like that. <laughs> just halfway through. <laughs> the offender's sorrow lends, but we we. Oh. <laughs> the offender's sorrow lends, but weak relief to him that bears the strong offences cross. Ah, but those tears are pearl which thy love sheds, and they are rich and ransom all ill deeds. That's the that's one. That's the one. That I, I, I'll do some technical wizardry and make my voice sound like yours there. I'm sure that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Sonnet 34. That was a nice duet, I thought. It was good. We like tagged each other in. Um, I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter with at Nufkin. And I've been joined by... Thierry Halas, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. Excellent. We shall be back next time for Sonnet 35 of Shakespeare Sonnets. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.